Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description, including the email. I kind of skipped that part, but the email will also be in the description. So I think first, I just want to quickly jump in because we, we I was kind of discussing this with Savsilv in one of my earlier episodes about my Series S, my Xbox Series S. I had gotten it because... I, I just thought it was like the perfect companion console for the PS5. I already have a Switch. I have a PS5. I have a gaming PC. So all those games will be available on my PC either way, all the Xbox Game Pass games. But I was like, you know what? I want to have I, I want to have a console that's for the TV, right? But I want to play Game Pass games. And like as, as cool and everything as xCloud is or will be, I like I I just don't know if it'll be able to kind of output at that 4K resolution, have like the perfect latency, all that stuff, right? I don't know. I just wasn't sure. Plus, we don't know how like how long that is, how far away that is, or how long it's gonna take for them to actually be able to implement something like that, where we get like this amazing ultra textures, 4K, like seamless like X Cloud compatibility with our TVs and and whatnot. So I was like, you know what? I obviously want to play Game Pass on my TV. So obviously, I, I for the first thing I did was use a huge HDMI cable to connect it to my TV. Uh, and then I started having issues. Like, that was fine. That kind of worked in a way. And I was able to play some of the games on my TV. But then the issue was that my controller would keep disconnecting, even though it's not that far away. So then I bought another huge <laughs> wire for my, my controller so that I could sit outside with and play my games and my play my game pass games and then i saw i just saw the amount of wires and just the the chaos i had created around me to just to kind of set this up and i was like you know what like <laughs> i think i need to get an xbox series s and that's not when i got a series s and as you saw in my review or like whatever you want to call it like when i kind of went over my my impressions of it i really liked it like i i love game pass and everything like that like the resolution stuff is a main main talking point, I guess, for that thing. And like it, it's like not really noticeable. Uh, it's noticeable if you're like not too far away from the TV. But if you're far away enough from the TV, you won't really notice it too much. But like again, like it's like it's like small small things. You know, there might be textures that might pop in here and there. Stuff might not look as amazing in certain instances. But like a lot of times when you look when you're seeing that far off. You don't really care, right? Like even in my case, I was like, you know what? That's fine. For the games I was playing, for Halo Infinite, all that stuff, I'm like, yeah, everything looks good. It's still good enough. If I want everything to be on Ultra, I'll play on my PC. The issue that I started running into was the main reason I wanted to get an Xbox was for Game Pass. I don't really plan on buying other third-party games for it unless it's like on Game Pass or for whatever reason, it's like heavily discounted, which like, you know, when it came, when a game comes out day one, it will be the same price on, on everything. But you get what I'm saying? That That is purely a Game Pass machine for me. And like, I was like, okay, so like, I want to download a bunch of games. That's the whole point of Game Pass is that you have all these uh, games available. And like, you know, it's easy to say that, oh yeah, just play a game, delete it, and then install the other one, right? But the whole thing, the whole point of the next generation is that first of all, we have the SSDs, so you can switch between stuff really quickly and everything loads really quickly, right? So there are days when 
like I'm like I'm playing Death Door right now, but then randomly I have like an inkling to play, like check out FIFA because I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't played FIFA in a long time. Let me let me check out FIFA. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Let me let me jump into Full Throttle Remastered, which is also on Game Pass, which is uh, a really cool game. Uh, if if you haven't played, that's a really cool adventure game that is like way past my time. But for whatever reason, I've also kind of I kind of know about it. But you you get these feelings of like, you know what? I just want to jump in this. I just want to try this out. I just want to jump into this other game. And I noticed that, like, I thought that, you know what, 512 gigabytes is fine. But then obviously when you actually look at the actual space, it's actually like 300 and something. And then on top of that, after that, like, you realize that, you know what, like, when you add stuff like you would want in your Xbox, like Ford the Horizon, like Halo Massive Collection, like in my case, I wanted to play the Gears 5 DLC. So I, I downloaded just the base stuff with the DLC and that took up a lot of space. When you start putting in all these games that are obviously showcasing the Xbox Series S and X, stuff like that, that fills up really quick. And like, and that was the issue that I noticed. And of course, you know, you can like, first thing would be, oh, just like connect an external hard drive to that, which is again, perfectly fine. Uh, like you can get like good one terabyte hard drive and stuff like that for like less than a hundred dollars or something like that. Probably less than that, like probably like around 50 maybe, right? But around that, let's say, but again, the idea is that anything that's optimized or is meant for the Xbox Series X obviously will not play off of the, kind of like the PS5 thing, right? It's not going to play off of the hard drive. Like you can obviously transfer it back and then transferring back could be like, it's not too bad. But again, the whole thing is that I just want stuff ready so I can just press a button and just go. That was the whole point of this, right? So the, the next thing was, hey, why don't you look into a, the, the, Seagate expansion drive that the proprietary one that Microsoft has launched. And then that in in Canada, in Canada, like Canada, I bought the console, the Series S for 379 Canadian dollars, right? So you can just convert that. I think it's 299 USD, but I'm going to go with Canadian, Canadian money just to kind of make my point with this. 379 Canadian dollars. And then the expansion was $299. So the overall total of the console plus the expansion to get it to 1.5 or 1.3, whatever you want, 1.5 terabyte is like $679, right? That is $80 more than the Xbox Series X, right? And the first thing you might say is, hey, with the Series S and the expansion, you're technically getting 1.5 terabytes rather than, you know, Series X is one terabyte, which I agree with. But with Series X, you're also getting a higher resolution powerhouse thing whatever you want want to call it plus you also have a disk drive so if you ever do see uh, a game that's on heavily on sale you can just buy that disk drive a disk version and technically you'll save money because you won't be buying everything digital again like in my case it'll be mainly for game pass but i'm just like kind of like looking at both pros and cons and that's kind of when i got to the realization that i'm like if the series that's kind of what i brought up with staff so if the series s actually just had one terabyte just like the series x it would have been perfect. This would not be, I would not even be talking about this right now. Just because of that space. And I'm, I'm sure they might be working on like a 500 gigabyte version of that expansion card at some point or whatever. But I, like, they don't have it right now. That's the problem, right? The, 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 that's like the issue that came to me was like, like I, just, I just want this as my Game Pass machine. And like this is just causing too many problems for me. Like I can easily like say I'm going to play one game and delete, which is probably what how people should do it. But like, again, like the whole point of buying these consoles is that you have everything available. Quick resume, the whole point of quick resume, like they would not make a feature if they didn't want you to switch between games all the time. So for me, that was like the, the big killer in the end. So I was able to return my, my Xbox Series S 
and luckily was able to find a Series X. Like it was pretty tough. I, I kept looking for for one for a while. I kind of did mention that I was looking for one. And then luckily today I was able to grab one. So it, it, it has been ordered. It should hopefully come in a couple of days. I don't know when, but like obviously, you know, it means that I won't be able to play my Forza Horizon 4, Death Door, or any of or Yakuza. Like there's so many awesome games that I've been playing on, on Xbox at this point. I am like no jokes. Like I I love my PS5. I've been playing my PS5. I'm, 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 I'm I would like to say that I'm like a you know global gamer. I play like all consoles. I'm I play all over the place. But at the moment, like since I got the Xbox, you do get that you know new shine thing. You get a new thing and you want to just play it all the time. But I have been playing my Xbox more than my PS5. Although on my PS5, I have been playing dipping back into Returnal and Ratchet and Clank and stuff like that here and there. It was it's just a Game Pass. Right? It's just a Game Pass is just this perfect vessel of me just being like, you know what? I'm just going to jump in and just check out MLB The Show, even though I'm not really a big baseball fan. I'm like, you know what? I want to try it out. Let's give it a shot. I try it out. I'm like, you know what? This is not for me. Delete, right? I'm like, I, I wanted to to play State of Decay 2. I'm like, you know what? Let me jump into that. Like, it, it's just me almost feeling like I'm at like, like a video game store, basically, and just kind of looking at all these games. And rather than just looking at these games, I can just jump in, try the game, see if I like it or not, and just delete the game if I don't want it, right? And that's kind of what I was going through. And because of that, I realized that this is such a, a, a unique selling point of Game Pass that I feel like not and not many people talk about is that this idea that you're literally in a game store, you can just try a game, see if you like it, and just continue playing. You don't need to like pay anything extra or anything like that. Or if you try a game and you don't like it, just delete the game and you're done. And you know that, you know what, the series that I was always interested in, I wanted to try it out. I try it out and it's not for me. And it kind of like just remove that thing, you know, because I know there's no... There's no more demos or anything like that. Like, I feel like demos were so important for people like myself who might have wanted to try games like Dragon Quest or anything like that. Like, I tried Dragon Quest because of Game Pass. And I realized, I'm like, you know what? This is a cool game, but this is not for me. I'm just, I just was not able to invest myself fully in it. And like, you know, I just want to, I just wanted to bring up that like, yeah, like I was, I'm not going to say I was completely negative towards the Xbox. And in terms of my predictions, like, so far, you know, PlayStation has been doing well, like has been doing much better. Uh, you know, of course, anything can change. Like the ties can change easily as we've seen with the PS3 and 360 era. But like, I was I was sort of negative-ish in terms of like, you know what? Like I don't see the point in having an Xbox Series X when most of the games will be on PC and the older Xbox, right? It's like, why not just wait? Why not just wait until you're like, you know what? All these games will be only on Xbox Series X. Kind of like, give us an incentive, right? I didn't see the reason of the series S being like, okay, if this is like so much weaker and it has uh, no, it's only digital, mainly meant for Game Pass and digital games. It's like, okay, like what, like, and the and the price, the way it was priced, I'm like, okay, what's the point? Why don't I just go for the series X? Like I was overall sort of negative-ish on Xbox, but having played this, having had the series S for a little while, seeing the benefits, again, on my part, like there was a money investment, but I want you to know that the money investment, like the way, the return policy that we have here, it's pretty great. I'm sure like a lot of people who order from Amazon and other places can will say the same. But like I have like, you know, I could easily like return it at any point. Like even Xbox Series X that's coming in. I can return. I can play the game, play it for a good 30 days, have fun, and just return if I don't want it, right? I can just play everything on my PC. But I genuinely just wanna I genuinely just want an Xbox. I just genuinely wanna keep one. Because I'm like, no, I actually like I can see because my main worry was that I won't be using it since I have my PS5. And I, I realized that I'm like, you know what? 
this is perfect. My, my friends have a PS5, so I'll be playing with them on my PS5 and of course the exclusives. And then on the Xbox Series X, I just have like all these games that I want to check out. What Black, Back for Blood, for example, Yakuza 7 that I never tried before when it, when it came out and now I'm trying it. That I'm like, you know what? There's so many games like that that just come through that the Xbox Series X and no jokes, like it might seem weird, but like, again, the prices of games are really expensive, especially when you add tax in Canada. But over time, the Game Pass will literally pay for itself, literally pay for the Series X over time. And that's kind of what I realized. And I'm kind of excited. I'll definitely talk more about my Series X once it does come through since it's going to, it'll probably take a couple of days, but hopefully, you know, you never know. Might be like a Christmas surprise in, uh, in August or whatever. So next thing I want to talk about is who is having a better year this year? Xbox or PlayStation. Obviously, we're going to leave Nintendo out of this because Nintendo is releasing a console that is not really a new console, which I will talk about later on. But we're going to focus on Xbox and PlayStation mainly because they just released their two consoles. A lot of promises were made in terms of the games and, and you know, all the stuff that will be launching within the year. PlayStation was the one that was kind of the, uh, the you know, the biggest, I don't want to say the, you know, the biggest mouth in a sense, just more of like, you know, just kind of okay, yeah, we have all these games. We have God of War coming up. We got Horizon coming up. We got this and that. Like, And obviously, a lot of God, uh, Gran Turismo, Like, they were the ones that were kind of just saying that, you know what, we have everything coming out in 2021. Just buy it, buy it. You see it in November, just buy it immediately. And then <laughs> when 2021 rolls out, like, PlayStation still did pretty well. I'm just going to say, they released, they came out with Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Sackboy, and Demon's Souls, which, is, which are all great. I know two of them are on PS4, but I, like, again, we're, we're going to focus on anything that's exclusive because we're gonna i'm gonna do the same for xbox they had those three they had the playstation destruction all-stars which is not good but whatever fine it was a free ps plus game they had returnal which like i was i'm still not a big fan of when it comes to the pricing if you can get for cheaper it's definitely a really fun like pretty fun awesome game and then they have russian clank rift apart which is my game of the year so far so they had like six awesome big games to kind of sell you on this console and then on the top of that they're like you know what we have horizon we have god of war we have grand turismo 7 and then grand turismo 7 got delayed and then god of war got delayed and now we're hearing that horizon will be getting delayed so i'm not like playstation still is having a really great year if you just look at from november launch until november this year they're still doing pretty well they have uh death loop coming out as well which is going to be, from what I can tell, just like the previews, seems like it's going to be great. It's going to do great. I don't know if I'll be super into it, but I know that like that's like a thing that a lot of people are, are excited about. There's also Kena Bridge of Spirits, which is something that I'm looking forward to, which is coming out in September. So there are like a bunch of, like there's still exclusives coming out or exclusives-ish coming out to the PlayStation. So kind of convincing you to buy the console. But like, obviously there's nothing like that Ratchet & Clank kind of caliber like Horizon that I thought would be coming. Like there's nothing like that left for the end of the year, which again, in a way, if you think about it, it's fine. It's not too bad. On the other end, Xbox started kind of really, really doing a good job of pushing Game Pass. So MLB The Show 21, day one launch, a game that costs full price. And it's normally a third party game, day one launched on Game Pass. I got to try it because of this, and I know for I know for a fact now that I will never probably buy an MLB The Show game just because I was like, you know what? I tried it out. I see what it is. I'm good. On top of that, Outriders again, another big game, big-ish third-party game, day one on Game Pass. You know, like, and this is kind of where Microsoft started like really stepping up, saying, you know what? We don't have exclusive right now. Sony is winning on that front. So you know what? We're gonna start pushing this sort of stuff out. We're gonna start getting these third parties to come on the Game Pass train and come out and, and you know, just wow everyone, even though these games might not be 
eight out of ten, nine out of ten, ten out of ten. I'm sure both of them are like pretty good, probably like around eight, like Outriders and MLB the show. Uh, but either way, you still get it with the subscription. You're not paying anything. So it's like, who cares, right? You still get new games that come day and date on another console and cost way more, way more than zero dollars in a sense or $15 per month. What do you want to call it? Right? So it is it, like they did come out swinging with this. And then on top of that, on top of that, you know, Xbox just was just waiting. Phil Spencer, I feel like he was just waiting. He saw all the people commenting and making fun of him and Xbox and all that stuff. I know I know how Sony fans uh, behave sometimes. Like I've, I've seen, I've gotten DMs from, from people as well on my Instagram anytime I say anything bad about PlayStation, uh, even though I'm a pretty big PlayStation fan, but you know, whatever, this is just how it is. Like I'm sure Phil Spencer was just seeing all that saying, just wait, just wait. And then Halo Infinite, the tech preview came out. Uh, I had a fun time. It was really fun. Uh, obviously it's like i think it did well overall overall i think a lot of people like enjoyed it like in terms of what i've been reading and halo infinite people are really excited for it i'm pretty excited for it i'm more looking forward to the campaign but i am excited for the multiplayer after you know playing the tech preview of course on top of that they also have forza horizon 5 which looks great even now Forza horizon 4 is like i think it's like my most played racing game of all time i still remember when the first Forza horizon came and one of my friends kind of brought it like brought the game and we were playing him myself and like a, another friend of mine uh it was in our, in our dorm room that i think we were playing and he was like kind of just showing us Forza horizon being like oh it's such a fun game all that stuff and i never i didn't really get it i'm like i don't know this is just a car racing game i'm really big into car racing stuff and then the Forza horizon 4 was like the first one that i properly played and when I played that, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fun. I can see why this is like for meant for casual gamers, meant for casual racing gamers, whatever you want to call them, right? And it was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. And for the Ryzen 5, looks awesome. It's coming out in November, you know? So Xbox still doesn't have like the, you know, six exclusives that I kind of mentioned for uh, for PlayStation. Like, they, you know, they still have two big games coming out, but like, I'm just excited for everything that kind of comes in between on Game Pass, right? I think that's kind of what they're pushing is, you know what? Psychonauts 2 is going to be on PlayStation as well, but you can get on Game Pass for free. So you don't have to pay a penny. 12 Minutes is a game that I'm really excited for. It's like this cool puzzle indie game that has James McAvoy, has Daisy Ridley, has Willem Dafoe, a game that I was already excited for. They're like, you know what? This is on Game Pass day one. So that's, again, another $23 that I would have normally spent already saved. Then they have Back for Blood from the team that made Left for Dead. Like, I was excited for this. My friends are excited for this. I think this, this game has crossplay as well. So for me, I don't have to buy anything. Like, I already have it. You know, and that's amazing because I, I technically have it on my PC and on my on my Xbox. And that's, like, amazing that, like, I obviously I feel bad for my friends because they, if they, have, because they have the PlayStation 5. They'll probably have to buy this uh, if they want to. I'm sure, I, I think they do because I, all of us are pretty excited for this. But, like, you know, like, that's... Like, I'm just like thinking about that way that I'm like, yeah, you know what? It, it's still, it's still pretty cool. Like, again, like all, a lot of these things like I'm mentioning, I could do with just my PC as well. I know the MLB, the show and Outriders aren't available on the PC version of Game Pass. So they do kind of have that limit. So they're kind of like enticing you to kind of just bring it over. Like, yeah, you know what? Why don't you get the console? You are into Game Pass. You might as well get the console, right? But overall, like you can, like, I just, I've, I've become more of a, xbox fan in the last two to three weeks since i got my series s actually even like a month or so before that once i started playing yakuza on my pc through game pass i started kind of getting back into it and i started realizing you know the the value of, of what they're putting out and what it will do to sony to kind of you know step up a little bit and i i am also excited to see what sony does in the next you know 
a week or so because I know that this whole abandoned thing is still happening. And like part of me is thinking that, you know what, what if they do say we have Silent Hill coming out, but that's going to come out in 2022 or like 2023. We don't, we don't have released it yet, but we have the Metal Gear Solid remake just ready to go. Even though, you know, Bluepoint was working on, on Demon Souls, or maybe, maybe it was some other team working on this. Who knows, right? But Metal Gear Solid remake by this new team, they're going to say that, yeah, with Silent Hill is being worked on, but here's Metal Gear Solid remake coming out in November. And you know, that in itself is such a big game, such a big thing to kind of just come out with that. And just, just having something like that in November itself will be a big deal to just kind of compete against, you know, Forza and, uh, and Halo Infinite. So like, it, it is hard to say who's having a better year. I mean, the obvious answer will be PlayStation in terms of the sales. They're kind of knocking out all their records, their past records out of the park and just kind of becoming like one of the fastest selling consoles, if not the fastest selling console of all time. You know, I think uh, I remember like seeing some, some predictions being made about how they're going to sell like 10 million consoles or units uh, by Christmas. But instead, they said they're already, they already reached 10 million like like a couple of weeks ago. So like it just tells you like how popular PlayStation is. On, on, on the other hand, Xbox is still doing pretty well sales-wise. They're beating Xbox One. They're beating Xbox 360. So they're still doing well. I know there's like a bit of caveat if you think about it between 360 and Xbox One because technically Xbox One sold more than 360 like initially, like in terms of like the initial sales or like, you know, in the first year, there were always this thing about how Xbox One is selling faster than the 360. But when you look at it, the 360 still sold more than the Xbox One, right? So like, I know like obviously stuff like this can change, but I think Xbox is really stepping up with their Game Pass and showing the value. I forgot, I completely forgot about Microsoft Flight Simulator, but since that came out last year and I didn't really add it, but like I should put that out there too, that Microsoft Flight Simulator also really cool. Overall, like I think PlayStation is a clear winner in a sense in terms of the numbers of literally in terms of numbers for the exclusives and for the sales. But like Xbox is like, it, I can never look at Xbox when I come, when I compare these two and just say, oh yeah, Xbox lost. Oh yeah, Xbox is, is doing horrible. Like they're, they're going to go bankrupt. They're obviously not going to go bankrupt. It's Microsoft. But you get what I'm saying. It's, it, for me, whenever I look at Xbox, I'm like, yeah, you know what? They're doing pretty good too. <laughs> it's like hard to choose. So I've, either way, I feel like if you're an Xbox gamer or a PlayStation gamer, you're having a good time either way. So doesn't matter. <laughs> The next thing I really want, I want to actually cover this really quickly. I don't know. This is just speculation. I, I just want to preface that. This is not me. I don't have no numbers. I can't find it. I don't even know where to find these numbers, right? But like, I was just kind of like looking at the Nintendo Switch, the OLED version. And I was kind of looking at like various stores uh, and everything like that in terms of, you know, because initially I was so excited to kind of pre-order it, even though I was like, yeah, no, this is not, it's the same Nintendo Switch and whatnot, there was a part of me that was almost convincing myself that, you know what, no, I should I should get it. And then obviously, in the end, I didn't, but I was still curious to see, you know what, let me just go on EB Games, let me go on Best Buy, Amazon, stuff like that, and just see, you know, if, if, if it's even available. And I, like in Canada, where it was impossible, near impossible for me to be able to find an Xbox Series X when I tried to get one more recently, uh, you know, like, like, I thought like that would be happening with Nintendo Switch OLED and everything like that, but like Nintendo Switch OLED is literally available everywhere. I can literally go on Amazon right now and pull it. Yep. It's, yeah. It's all. Yeah. It's available on Amazon. I just kind of pulled it up. So it is still available on Amazon and it is still available on Best Buy, still available at EB games. Actually, I don't know about EB games. I, I saw that a little while back, but at least the, some, uh, some color version, because I think there's a white colored version and then there's a neon blue and red version, right? But like the neon blue and red version is most likely always available because I think like me, I, even I like that white version. It just looked very sleek, but like the, it, it's available. And I was, I was just kind of speculating. I was just kind of wondering that like, 
is is this kind of just us or the consumers letting Nintendo know that no, we don't we don't want this, we don't care. Like you wanted us to buy this console for a fifty dollar like hike in price for an OLED screen with nothing else changing when games are chugging along barely on this console, and like that's your main selling point. And here's the OLED screen, and here's the dock which allows us to to allows you to connect the Ethernet port. Like thank you, thank you so much. You're so kind in 2021 letting us connect the, an Ethernet port into your into the dock or whatever. But like I just don't. It was just something that I was thinking about. I was like, yeah, like usually with PlayStation 5, with Xbox Series X and S, both of them, right? S is like still like more in stock than uh, uh, than the X. In general, this is like a thing worldwide I've noticed. But the Xbox Series X and the PS5 is like, it's tough. Like Xbox Series X initially, I remember it was still like a little bit easier to find. And I was like, you know what? I can just, pre- I can get an Xbox Series X and in the end I didn't. But like around this time now, I feel like, the Xboxes maybe stock went up or whatever in terms of the popularity, but Xbox and PS5 just just go out immediately, right? And I know that the Nintendo Switch OLED is not very different from the base model from the the like the regular Nintendo Switch, but at the same time, right? It it's it's still a Nintendo product. Like usually with these kind of Nintendo products, even if it's just an OLED screen, even if it's something like the Switch Lite, I don't think the Switch Lite sold that either. Actually, the more I, that I think about it, but the Switch OLED, right? There was I guess a bit more. There was a bigger announcement. There was a bit more hype behind it and everything like that. The OLED screen, like the way they're kind of talking about it. Like, I just thought that this would be something that would be selling out, that this would be something that people will have to like fight for to be able to, you know, get a pre-order in or be able to get a day one. And like, surprisingly, it's just, I, I it's just so easy to find around here. So I don't, like, in a way, I'm glad that people are kind of voting with their wallets, right? And like, if they're not happy with just a minimal upgrade with a $50 price hike, which puts it $70 more or like 80, yeah, no, 70 or 80. I think $70 more expensive than the Xbox Series S uh, in Canada, which is just crazy. Do you think about it? Because as much as I love Nintendo and, and, and the Nintendo games on the Switch, like the my, main reason for playing Nintendo Switch at all is their exclusives. This year, there's been barely any, right? There's not, there's not been a lot of exclusives this year. Uh, and like, you know, like, whereas Xbox Series S is playing all the third-party games at 1440p, a, a higher resolution than what the Nintendo Switch can do. So it's just it's just crazy that Nintendo just kind of comes out, you know, that, you know what, nope, this is $50 more expensive because we put that OLED screen and that OLED screen is a little bit bigger and, you know, like OLED screen, they're, they're, they're super expensive, they're, they're in demand and everything like that. So you got to pay us more even though the games and everything will run exactly at, you know, the specified, the the, the FPS that we, we love so much at like the 12 or 15 FPS that we love so much at Nintendo. We're just going to keep it there for now. So like, I'm just, I, I'm glad that, and obviously, I'm, I don't want, you know, I'm not glad that people aren't getting it. If you obviously want to get a Nintendo Switch OLED, please do anything like that. But I'm glad that people are just speaking up, letting these, you know, companies, the video game companies know that, hey, like, if we don't like something, we'll let you know. We're going to, we're going to vote with our watch. We're going to make sure that, you know, you hear our, our, our noise that, yeah, like, this console is great. We love the Nintendo Switch. Why are you not upgrading it? Why are you not releasing maybe like a new dock that somehow upscales the game? Why are you not just releasing a Nintendo Switch Pro? And like, obviously the speculation as to like, it was supposed to come out and it didn't because of chip shortage, this and that, all that stuff. Like, I get that, right? It's, it's just still like a thing of like, yeah, like I still feel like they should have just said, you know what? We're not going to even have a Nintendo Switch OLED. We're just going to not have any new console release this year, right? They, they actively chose to release the Switch OLED 
because they were like, you know what, we can probably make some more money off of this before we release the Switch Pro next year, maybe around Breath of the Wild 2. So that's gonna that's gonna what my thought process was. That's actually what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? They probably knew that they won't be able to hit that Switch Pro target to like to kind of get it out this year. But instead there must be like, you know what, we why why don't we just release it next year and then release this little shell of what we want it to be and then charge fifty dollars more and people will buy it because we're Nintendo. You know, have you seen our Mebo sales? Like they just sell like crazy. And like it just it, yeah, it is it always sucks that they, you know, it you can see what companies try to do with their with their consumers with like the, with their fans and everything like that because they can they know that with with that nostalgia and that love that you might have for a gaming property for a gaming company like what you know the, how the way they can kind of manipulate you they don't really manipulate you in, in like properly I, I don't know you get what i'm saying the idea is that they obviously know what not to turn to be able to kind of get you and like people like myself to just kind of just even look into possibly pre-ordering this right they know what to do and I'm, it's obviously like I don't have the actual number. So this is this could all just be made up in my mind. In the end, it could be that, you know what? Nintendo Switch OLED is getting like sold out like crazy to the point that it is outselling like the regular Switch. I don't know, right? It's very possible. I don't know. Hopefully we'll get some information on that very soon. But until then, thank you so much, everyone, for joining. It really means a lot. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com my links and the email will be in the description i will obviously get back in terms of my series x experience once it comes through hopefully it won't have a broken fan like the series s when, when i got the first time and yeah thank you so much everyone i'll see everyone next time bye